gosh, I hope I don't mess this up. If I miss this shot, it's all over. Everybody's depending on me. These are all thoughts that every tennis player has had at least some point in time in their playing career. It's a sign of pressure. But here's what I want us to understand. Pressure is a privilege. Hello, my name is Regis Fox, USPTA Certified Tennis Professional, founder and owner of Royalty Tennis. Welcome to Royalty Tennis, the podcast. I take tennis and teach real-life lessons through it, touching on leadership, mindset, and conveying that even the smallest task that seems like it doesn't matter actually does. Thanks for joining me. Let's dive right in. Let me tell you a story. It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Uh, Sun is shining. The weather's nice. It's nice and warm. Working with a client of mine who I've been working with for years, just getting her ready for the week ahead. Something's different about this lesson, though. I'm noticing she's missing shots a little bit more than usual. No big deal take a step back, go through some stroke progressions, remind her again of what it is that she needs to be doing physically to execute the shots. It's still not right. So I take a step further back and I start asking questions. I start trying to dig into what a deeper meaning of, you know, these missed shots could be. This series of questions turns into about a 30 to 35 minute conversation over what she's really going through and what she's really feeling. Long story short, she's feeling a tremendous amount of pressure and doesn't quite know how to manage it. So let me give you some insight onto what some of these questions entail. Do you feel like if you let or if you miss a shot or lose a match or something along those lines, you feel like You've not only let yourself, but your team down. Maybe even you let your coach down because he's expecting you to win. Right now, let me give you a little bit more insight on my client. So her and I have been working together for years. She's now an eighth grader, number one on her team, uh, has been elected team captain, And so for the first time in her playing career, she feels this pressure of feeling like she needs to be perfect. It's not just the pressures in, you know, on the tennis court, but it's also pressures in the classroom, you know, pressures with friends, social pressures, things of that nature, right? All of that can accumulate and really affect how a tennis player acts on the tennis court. So. We dive into all of this, right? And I I really think it was a great turning point, not just for her, but for me as a coach as well. Um, this, This was not meant to be, by the way, the first episode of this podcast. She inspired this episode. I thought that this this turning point, uh, this this lesson, this this conversation, you know, was was a great example of what a lot of tennis players go through, especially at the competitive level. 
as you learn to navigate the, these situations, right, it, it can really be either a turning point upwards or downwards for your playing career. Now, here's what's beautiful about this, and here's why I love the sport of tennis so much. You could take almost any aspect of tennis and apply it to real life as well. So for those of you that maybe don't play tennis, you feel pressures too, right? Maybe it's the pressure of trying to be a high performer, right? Maybe it's the pressure of trying to meet the expectations of your boss or your coworkers or whatever the case is. This is a conversation that I think a lot of people does not have enough. So let me dive into three points that I think can really try to help manage this pressure and do some things that can help you trend upwards instead of spiraling down. Here's the first point. Here's what, here's what we want to dive into. Point number one. Do your best to stay in the moment. Our brain is a, is a powerful, powerful thing. Our brain has this unique ability not just to go back to the past and, and, and meander there and, and, and really think about the downfalls and the failures and everything else that has happened, right? but it also has this amazing ability to jump to the future. That's a really bad thing to do if you are a tennis player. Right? You don't know what's about to happen. So because you don't know, your mind starts to create scenarios, you know, based on what has maybe happened in the past. And now you're kind of in this spiraling effect. Here's an example. Oh, no, I've missed 10 forehands in the net. That means I'm probably going to miss the next 10 forehands in the net. (laughs) That may not be true. But our mind has this has this amazing ability to to cross time. We can't allow it to do that. We've got to stay in the present. We've got to stay in the moment. Now, sure, you can use the past as a learning tool, as a metric. You can say, hey, look, okay, I missed the last 10 forehands in the net. That's great. What am I going to do on shot number 11 to make a difference? Right Now, again, nobody really wants to miss 10 forehands in the net. I know, that sucks. You just lost 10 points. Right? That's not good. But you can look at this in two different ways. You can say one way is let that affect and let your mind jump into that future. Or you can be in the right now and really focus in on, okay, forehand number 11. I've got to try to create more height, more net clearance on this ball. Right? We're, ultimately, I would hope we're not insane, right? Definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. You can't be insane like that. You have to stay in the moment. Use the past as a metric and make that adjustment, right? So that's point number one. Do your best to stay in the moment. 
when you're dealing with pressure, when you're dealing with expectations, it can be really overwhelming to start letting all this noise come in. You have to try to manage that. And the best way that you can is to focus on the right now. Remember, what you do right now affects your future. You can't claim it. You can't necessarily say what's going to happen at the end of this match. But you can dial in, focus up, and do what you can do right now to make the best of your situation. Point number two. Control what you can control. That's the other side of it, right? So... You can't control, right, the weather, how hot it is, how cold it is. You can't control if, you know, you have a lesson that's outside or inside, per se. You can't control, you know, how many shots you make or miss to a certain degree. You can't control the opponent you're going to play for that day. Here's what you can control, though. You can control your effort. You can control your mindset, right? And some of that, yes, does has to deal with staying in the moment. You can look to focus in on the physical aspects, right? Moving your feet well, getting into position, doing everything that you can do from a physical perspective to make sure that you're trying to get out ahead in this match, I think a lot of times when we deal with pressure, we lose sight of what we can actually control. So I challenge you to try to dial back in and control what you can control and not worry about anything else. And again, this expands outside of tennis as well. You're at the office. You can't necessarily control your workload for that day. But you can stay in that moment and do your best to just knock it out one thing at a time and go and go and go and do what it is that you know you can do. Right? I think a lot of times when we're under pressure, when we're dealing with those expectations, just like we kind of, you know, let that mind wander from the past to the future and, you know, we lose sight of the present, we also lose sight of what we can control. So for my tennis players out there, right, one of the biggest things you can control is that positive mindset. It's so easy to, when you're in that moment, just really trying to focus in on that that negative. Oh, I missed the shot. I'm going to miss the next one. Or, oh, I double faulted three times in a row. I'm going to double fault again. Oh, okay. Well, anytime you tell yourself, that you can't do something, that's what's going to happen. Interesting uh, video I watched one time about how, you know, a presenter was talking about how the mind cannot comprehend negativity. So, prime example. If I tell you, don't think about a baby duck. There you go. You just thought about a baby duck. Right. So so the same thing happens on the tennis court. Right? Okay. Oh, don't miss this forehand in the net. 
all you're thinking about is forehand in the net. Oh, don't don't miss it wide. All you're thinking about is missing it wide or long or whatever the case is. You want to give yourself that opportunity to be positive, right? And control what you can control. So instead of maybe telling myself, don't miss this shot in the net, maybe I tell myself, aim higher. Instead of worrying about, oh, don't miss it wide, maybe I just think big targets. You're essentially telling yourself the same thing, but you're putting a positive spin on it, doing what you can to control what you can control. Point number three, this one's a tough one, right? But it's super important to managing that pressure. You have to understand that as a player, it is not your job to manage or control other people's expectations of you. That's a tough pill to swallow. Um, Obviously, we want everybody to like us. We want to perform to the best of our abilities. We want to perform to what we think our peers, our superiors, and our coaches. We, We want to perform to what we think their levels are. But again, you have no control over that. Okay. How do people get expectations of you? Well, it probably stems from something along the lines of what you have done consistently over the years that has put you in this position. Now, to circle this back around to my client, number one on her team, best player on her team, voted team captain, right? Managing all those expectations. But the thing that we have to realize is that anytime you've been put in a place of leadership or best on your team at something or you're a top performer, right? You didn't just get thrown into that position, right? What you've done over a series of time has put you in this position. So one of the things that I hope my clients expect from me is a well-rounded, highly energetic, very insightful, well-taught, well-thought-out, and well-executed lesson. Why? Because that's what I've been doing since day one. That's what people expect from me. That's an expectation that I know that I can meet simply because I've been doing it over the past 12 to 13 years. It's not a problem for me to meet that expectation because that's who I am as a coach. So the expectations that you feel your parents, that you feel your coaches, that you feel your teammates, peers, whoever it may be, the expectations that you think that those people have of you is really just stemmed from what you've been doing. Here's an example. If I have a staff member or, you know, a teammate or coworker or whatever it is, if I have somebody who is consistently late, guess what I expect of them? To be late. (laughs) There's no other way to 
to change that, right? Unless, of course, that person changes my expectations by showing up 10 to 15 minutes early. But they're going to have to do that consistently to change that expectation that I have of them. Now, again, to circle this back into my client, she's expected to win every time she steps on the tennis court. That's a lot of pressure. That is a ton of pressure. To make matters even worse for her, her teammates can't necessarily push her the way that she needs to be pushed. Okay? Here's what I mean. My client's been playing for years. She's got the strokes. right? From the baseline, arguably one of the best middle school players around. But the issue there is that there's such a gap between her and her team, it makes it really difficult for her to get the reps that she needs in practice. Okay? Now, we can look at this in two ways. We can say, oh, another practice. I can't, I can't even really get the workout that I need in. Or we can look at this as, Maybe these are the level of girls that I'm going to have to play right now. So I should figure out a way to go in here and be consistent and win these matches. Okay. Now, do expectations change just because she's lost a few matches? Probably not. Right. I still think she would be team captain. I still think she would be number one. I still think she would be considered the best player on her team. But expectations do change based on consistency. So the challenge that I have for all of us is find a way to be consistent. And even if you are being consistent, you have zero control over what other people expect from you. As long as those expectations are based in truth and consistency and what the person has seen over time, hey, great, right? But we can't let those expectations, or at least what we think people's expectations are, allow us to feel that pressure, right? So, again, guys, I challenge you, remember, pressure is a privilege, Pressure is an opportunity to overcome challenges and obstacles and push yourself to be the best version of yourself. If you're not feeling pressure at any point in time in your life, I challenge you, do more. Find a way to to push yourself and allow yourself to grow. Pressure is a privilege, guys. You just have to look at it through the right lens. Until next time, guys, we'll see you.